You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. I'm Helen Farmer. Great to have you with us on this episode of Farmer's Kitchen brought to you by Spinneys. And I have to say, some of our favourite foodies in the studio for today's show. We were in conversation with the team behind Dubai's hottest burger joint. They have gone from pop-ups and supper clubs to having an award-winning burger, number three in the world. Eleven Green is open now and the queue is out the door. But what's been happening behind the scenes? We were meeting Chef Adrian ahead of the opening of Shewam. It is bound to be one of the city's highlights. So what does it take to build a concept? In conversation with Luigi Vespero, he is the F&B director at Gargash Group, responsible for eight brands. So what does a typical day look like for him? We were also in conversation with Courtney Brandt, Industry Insider, on where she's been eating recently. Where is worth your hard-earned dirhams? And why have Italians boycotted pasta? You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We love introducing you to exciting new concepts, to the chefs, the restaurateurs. And I have to say, probably the hottest burger joint in town right now after accruing a legion of fans with their paella pop-ups, sell-out supper clubs. The team behind Tanasat 8 have opened up homegrown burger concept called Eleven Green. It is open now, Sultan and Kinder, in the studio now. And thank you for making time, guys, because I have to say, life looks pretty busy. How are you both? We're great, Helen. Uh, it's Hi, great Helen. to be back here. Uh, With a different hat on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a different hat. Uh, you know, it's, uh, as you mentioned, it's been a journey uh, from the supper club to the paella pop-ups and then the burger competitions and then finally with this brick and mortar, mortar uh, 11 Green. Well, I, I've got some foodie friends um, who I really trust who go, oh my goodness, have you tried this yet? Have you tried that yet? And I go, no, not yet. And we were at Al Sakal a couple of months ago. And my friend Gabby said, have you tried Sultan's Burger yet? And I was like, no, I haven't. But this sounds like a good opportunity. Oh my goodness, sir. It was incredible. So I just want to say, first of all, a massive congratulations to you both. My husband and I found each other, found each other, found ourselves... You know, not wanting to cook the other night, needing some time away from the children. And on Wednesday, we were like, let's go and check out Eleven Green. Gabby says it's amazing. Um, I've heard from Summer. I've heard from so-and-so. We need to go. And in the car, on the way, Nick was like, do you think, think it's going to be busy? And I was like, it's Wednesday night, 7.30. Hopefully not. Hopefully we won't need to book. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know what's coming. <laughs> It was packed. We got the last table, people queuing out the door. And I was just blown away, absolutely blown away. You must feel the same, hey? Yes. I mean, it's been a pouring of love and support from the community, from from people. I think it's, uh, I mean, we're humbled uh, by by the queues. And Kinda, I think... um, probably has a, has has had the most experience in, in managing that because usually I'm in the kitchen I'm mm-hmm. in the back I'm working the the burgers uh, so it's been it's been yeah it's re- it's it's been overwhelming to say the least I mean we are super grateful and we do realize you know with with the queuing we're trying to make give you know the customers a better experience and you know we're learning as we're going along as well oh, so people are coming in fast you know yeah. it's, it's it's it turns quickly it it's turns a burger quickly. joint so it, it's, a, it's a it's a limited menu it's not like people are sitting down for t- for a two hour you know we were like forty minutes burger sides cookie and then and then you know it was but it was just so awesome to see this buzz around it 
And you're saying there about an outpouring of love from the community. That makes it sound like people are going because I feel sorry for you. People are going <laughs> to eat your burgers. So let's talk about the bull burger yeah. in particular because this is had quite the accolades. So where did the idea come from? Talk us through it and where it's taken you. So it all started with the Battle of the Burgers at uh, Cocina del Sol, uh, the food sort of in- community incubator started uh, a little over a year ago. I mean, I think it, it always shocks Skinda and I that only a year ago, so we were in, in a, a competition, yeah. you know, a local competition, then the World Food Championship after that. <laughs> and then now we have a restaurant and, and like it wasn't planned. It just happened. Yeah. And I guess it goes to show that when you throw yourself out there and be open to, you know, to growth, uh, good things happen. Um, but the Bull Burger, uh, it started there and I wanted to, it's, it's not my forte. I'm not a burger guy. I mean, I, when I've, I, got, I've got news. Yeah. You are now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I told Kinda that I'm entering this competition. She laughed. She's like, Sultan, you're Mediterranean cuisine. You're Spanish, Italian, French, you know, maybe Syrian, but burgers, you know, what are you thinking? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's just fun. It was Ramadan. It was boring. Let's go in, you know? He's like, okay, do what you like. And, you know, um, the burger evolved. It changed from the first round to the second round to the third round. And it always was called the bull burger. The reason for the name is that the blend of meat that I use in, in, in the bull burger includes oxtail. Ooh. And oxtail, which is, you know, traditionally was the tail of the bull, uh, now could be the tail of the cow. When it is a cow. It's not a bull. Um, it's part of the blend. Yeah, and it kind of, it's like a tribute as well to his beginnings, you know, because of your Mediterranean Supper Club as well. So this mm-hmm. is something, you know, a blend or a cut of meat that's, you know, traditionally found in Spanish uh, cuisine as well. So. so talk us through its current incarnation on the menu at Levin Green. What's in that bull burger? So it, it's, uh, it's one of its kind on the menu because it's the only burger that comes with a Hokkaido milk bun. Uh, all the other burgers uh, come with a potato bun, your traditional uh, diner-style uh, burgers. Um, it has a house bacon jam. Uh, and when I say jam, people tend to think it's sweet. It's not sweet. It's essentially caramelized onions with beef bacon. It just adds a, a little smokiness to, to the burger. Then you have uh, fresh, uh, I have to say this, Spanish onions in the burger. Uh, the bull sauce is, uh, is unique. It's made up of uh, 18 ingredients uh, in the bull sauce. So it has a lot going on in it, but it adds that umami that really goes well with the burger without overpowering the, the, the flavor of the beef. Now, this is the burger that took you to the States. Tell us a little bit about that competition. Um, I mean, we went again with like zero expectations. We're going to the U.S. to compete in a burger competition. (laughs) 25 state winners, each of them a winner of their respective states in local competitions and five countries represented uh, the UAE, Canada, Switzerland, France and Japan. Right. So I'm like, if we get top 10, I mean, that would be success. Um, and, you know, we came out third. In uh, the world. In the world. I mean, it, it was, it, I mean, we, we were shocked. Um, uh, the winner was, to, to, I guess, not a surprise, was somebody from Texas uh, where the competition was being held, but they earned it. Uh, and um, the burger that we served there was a little bit different than the bull burger you have on the menu. The only difference was that it was a double patty. So it was a lot of meat, but it's you America. know how it is. They want yeah. bigger is better. Yes. yes. Um, can they tell us then a little bit about the evolution from 
winning this competition, being kind of put on the map for burgers to actually opening this bricks and mortar, because that's a huge step. We see an awful lot of places opening here in Dubai and sadly an awful lot closing as well. Tell us about that decision as a family and trying to find the right spot as well. Yeah, I think, you know, the evolution of, of how that actually turned into a brick and mortar was really Sultan just being like, you know, I, I really want to give this a go. I, I need to do this for me. You know, it's been four years now we're running a supper club and this has been my passion for so long. And it's it's really about time that I take a chance. And Burgers was, you know, kind of like kind of like the the, the I wouldn't say easier, but I guess it just made sense that we would just dive into that space. And you know, we we took that decision as a family because um, we just decided that you live life once and you have to give this a go. And I don't think he wanted to continue thinking, you know, what if and never had that opportunity. Uh, I'm still working as well. So kind of uh, supporting the family a little bit there. But um, your daughter yeah. was there the other night when we went in. Yeah, my daughter comes in on she some nights. She'll sit there and play me. chess. She challenged yeah. me to a game of chess and said, if I won. She's really good, by the way. Yeah, I'm really bad, which <laughs> is why I didn't say yes. But she said, if I won, I got a free burger. Yes, absolutely. So, which is pretty good incentive for me to get better, to that, be honest. That, 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 sta- that deal stands for any customer. <laughs> yeah, anybody. <laughs> Whenever she's in the shop. So. You like chess and you like burgers, 11 green. So tell us about finding the space then. It's, it's underneath 21 grams there, Althania, where Althania Street meets Beach Road. What, how, what were you looking for in the space? I'm going to let Sultan take that one. Yeah, I Go mean, ahead. so we, we wanted, you know, your neighborhood burger joint. We wanted that feel, that vibe of, um, of you know, kind of reminiscent of what you'd have in Europe or the U.S. Um, and, um, you know, we essentially we didn't want a big space. We wanted something cozy, a little small connected, visible, uh, mm-hmm. yet within a neighborhood, a community. Uh, and I think that that's worked out well for us uh, overall. It's yeah. become this little, as I said, you know, you've got 21 grams as an upstairs neighbor, yeah. and it's become this kind of, already with just two, this kind of ecosystem of, you know, yeah. foodie foodie goodness. Yeah, Stasha's been really amazing. She's been so supportive, and it's it's really awesome to kind of be in the same space and the same building. I mean, she's 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 a great neighbor. She it's is. so good to have her. We were her. just with her before yeah, coming just here. Had, we just had lunch there, actually. Yeah, yeah that's dangerous as well. You know, <laughs> going between the two. So let's talk about the menu. Obviously, the bull burger's on there. We, as I said, only four burgers on the menu, yes. Sultan. Tell yeah. us, talk us through the menu. So uh, you have, um, other than the bull burger, uh, the double trouble, which is essentially a double patty uh, with American cheese, house pickles that we make Um, in-house, what we call 11G sauce, uh, different than the bull sauce, a little more uh, acid there, a little little sweetness, not too much, Uh, and then diced onions uh, that are grilled uh, with the burgers uh, as well. And then? The cheeseburger, which is a single patty, and I... I, she, this is Kinda's favorite burger on the menu, the, the cheeseburger. It's small, it's easy to eat, um, it's, um, it's got a flavor punch to it, uh, and it's sort of your classic cheeseburger. I loved it. And then you've got... And you've got the hamburger, which is just the same thing without cheese. cheese. That's as simple yeah. as it gets. And a couple of sides now. We had Dan, the food writer, food writer Dan, in the show a few weeks ago, okay. and he was like, 
best chips in town and i was like that's a very big shout to say yeah. best fries yeah. those fries are awesome how and are you doing that I, I they, think, yeah i think it's a tribute also to the fact that everything that we do is fresh helen i mean if you come down when you come down another time we'd love to show you our kitchen we don't have a freezer in there the only freezer we have is for our ice cream so those wow. chips are prepared every single day we actually have a potato guy that works <laughs> we with call us him the potato we call guy. him the potato guy so <laughs> all he does is chop and prepare those potatoes well he is um, not working in vain because they are amazing yeah. are they double cooked i mean they're they, so crisp they they are triple cooked Whoa. not triple fried but triple cooked uh and they're idaho russet potatoes uh that we um that we source on a weekly basis uh, essentially uh they, you know i have to say this because they're much harder to make they're even more expensive than your typical frozen uh, fries but we want people to have that experience we want them to have those fries with that burger and the coleslaw was excellent too. Kinder, let's mm. talk desserts because there are three on the menu. We ended up getting some cookies to go. No regrets <laughs> there at all. Talk to us about the sweet stuff. So the sweet stuff is meant to just be part of the experience. So it's supposed to be like the ending of kind of like this nostalgic feel to things. You know, you've got like that brown butter chocolate chip cookie, which is just, you know, I mean, for me, it's the ultimate dessert. You know, you serve that with a little scoop of ice cream and that's, that's, that's heaven on a plate. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is kind of like a take on a chocolate brownie with like a little bit of a biscuit graham cracker crumble and some ice cream so again you get that nostalgia feel um they're not too sweet and they're not too heavy because after a burger you kind of just don't want to finish off with something so heavy just like a scoop yeah. one for the table then, two for the table exactly and then we've got this lemon crack pie gelato which is a spin-off a dessert that we do for tanos so we just we we just kind of converted that into a gelato working um, with uh, samuel is uh, a local gelato uh, maker, two Italian yeah. guys, uh, and they've been, you know, we worked with them for two months developing that gelato, um, and it's uh, it's special. So what you're saying is I need to come back and have the bull burger and then some lemon gelato. Okay, yeah. fine. Um, we've had a number of messages going, where are you talking about? We're talking about 11 Green. It is open now. What about opening hours? Talk, to, talk us through that, Sultan. So uh, this is a... I mean, I'm not going to say it's a sensitive topic, but it's it's sort of a new concept. Let's put it that way. Uh, we open at 12:30 every day. We close on Mondays, um, but we uh, basically don't have a specific time when we end our service because essentially our meat is freshly ground each day for the day. We've done a number of tests on the meat where we ground it on day one, had it on the same day, second day, and third day. The meat is drier on the second day. Flavor does change. And on the third day, we notice uh, a difference. So, so we wanted to keep that. One day only. And you're talking earlier, you know, no freezers apart from no. the ice cream. So it, so when it's gone, it's gone? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Guys, I am so thrilled for you. I honestly am. I think it's amazing to see homegrown concepts come up. Another message going, are you still doing the supper club? You can't still be. How are you managing that if you do? You know, yeah, we, we, they, they're not over. They will be back. You're insane. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but, uh, she thinks face. I am too. Yeah. But, um, but they, they will be back. But uh, as you said, until we stabilize the full operation, customer service, 11 Green, um, it's on hold. For well, now. an amazing addition to the Dubai foodie scene. My goodness. That, well done. Honestly, just so... 
I have no words. One of the best nights we've had in ages. Food is phenomenal. Um, if you want the details of Eleven Green, you can just send me the word burger. You can send me the burger emoji if you want. I'll send you their Instagram with all the details there in terms of location. And probably a delicious looking photo of that bull burger. Sultan, Kinder, thank you so, so much. I'm going to let you, you get, but are you heading straight back there now? Yes. Yeah, I thought you might be. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. He's an award-winning chef, the group director of F&B at the Gargash Group, which means he looks after the big names such as West Lodge Saloon, the Artisan and Hotel Cartagena. And joining us live in the studio, it's Luigi Vespero. How are you, chef? Hello, Helen. Great to be back. How I'm, are... I'm, I'm well. I'm, I want to know if you have a foodie tradition in your house. You've got, you're Italian, your wife is British. How do you meld those and do you have any traditions? Um, I think, uh, you know, we, we do something that uh, would combine both, you know, but you just cannot beat a good carbonara. With lots of cream, presumably. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. How to annoying Italian. When I say yeah. combining both, is because what we do ever so often, we actually make, I make the fresh pasta. So I, I'll, I'll get the kids involved and, you know, we, we lay the, we, you know, the sheet of pasta, oh. we cut and, you know, it's a bit of a family bonding time That's as so well as filling the belly. Lovely. I love <laughs> that. Um, we haven't really caught up in a little while, actually. You've, you've actually bought me a present. What did you bring? Oh, um, so we, we I brought uh, our uh, um, balsamic uh, vinegar from Modena and uh, our uh, olive oil that it comes straight from the uh, from the fields of uh, Siena in Tuscany. This is uh, you can find these at, on our tables at the Artisan at World of Astoria in the FC. It's beautiful. The quality is amazing. Now, how how are you finding not being in the kitchen so much? Going from chef, and you've been in the studio in your whites before, and you're you're in. You're in suit now. What's that transition been like? Um, it's been a, a great journey, actually. Um, uh, at times difficult, you know. Uh, at times uh, you have, uh, you know, you still have a soft heart for, uh, you know, for all thing cooking. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's definitely been a very enjoyable uh, transition. How do you how do you spend your days? Can you give it? Is there a typical day for an F and B director? Um, I would I always try to split 50 50 you know so I spend you know half of my days in the office catching up with all things uh, admins and uh, you know and uh, all sorts of meetings and now that majority are back on face to face uh, and but I do enjoy you know spending the second half of the days in the venues mm-hmm. it must be important to get that real sense of flavor do you, do you find yourself having to not get in the kitchen and stop yourself from getting involved. Actually, it's the first thing I do Is to it? go and say hello, though. Good, you, know, you should. To, now, to can, can you talk us through those the, the three the three babies that you have? West Lodge Loon, for anyone that's not familiar with that, what's it all about? How many are you looking after now? Actually, it's eight. Oh, my goodness. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's five different brands across eight venues, uh, both here in Dubai and uh, in London. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, let's start with the ones that I know. <laughs> West Lodge. I've had dinner there before, but anyone that's unfamiliar with it, what's it all about? It's, you know, West Lodge is a, is a great place for, you know, for, all, for, for a meat lover, really. You know, mm. it's, a, it's not your traditional steakhouse. You know, it's something in between, uh, uh, you know, a pub and a steakhouse, you know, in a gastro pub and a steakhouse. Uh, very uh, North, uh, you know, North American slash Canadian sort of thing. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we, so we, we very focus on meat, good quality meat, right? 
uh, great cuts, but and everything that goes around it, mm-hmm. as well as uh, you know some good old school tunes. You know, is oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a uh, hip hop R and B. That's also you know of uh, old school. Uh, you know, back in the days. Where can where can it be found? Where, which location are you in there? Um, okay, so West Lodge. Um, we have two actually. So West Lodge, we have one uh, at uh, 68th floor at JW Marquis in Business Bay, as well as uh, uh, we have a second branch in um, City Walk. I didn't know that. Yeah, on the boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it right next to uh, one of our uh, showroom and one of our coffee shop, oh, actually. Oh, interesting. The AMG Mercedes showroom. So do you find a different demographic then in those two different venues? Uh, you do. You do. You do. Um, obviously, one is licensed and one is non, and therefore that will drive a different demographic. Um, I'm just going to give you a little warning. At the end of our conversation, I'm going to ask you to put together your dream menu across all of the venues. So just be, have in mind when you're thinking about what we're talking about, what you would put together on that no menu. No problem. <laughs> um, let's talk about the artisan. As you said, you brought in that beautiful balsamic and olive oil. Um, there are a lot of Italian restaurants here in Dubai. What was the mission with that in terms of that point of difference and what you're communicating with the menu at the Artisan? Um, Artisan is all about an actual true journey across the peninsula. Um, and there is one thing that we focus in is the quality of our ingredients. Everything it is majority is imported from Italy, but as well as we try to, uh, you know, to, to, to help the um, to keep it sustainable by uh, buying from local suppliers that as well. That must be a really hard balance to make. Um, it is because, you know, if you look for uh, a traditional, you know, and, and you, know, a, a, you know, a cherry tomato from Italy test, it does test difference ev- yeah. eventually and it doesn't make the difference. Well, that's the thing. And I often think about this as a diner. I'm like, well, what's my priority here? And I'm not saying this to annoy any kind of people who are very into sustainable eating, but... Ultimately, we're going out for dinner to enjoy something delicious. And I guess that's the call that you need to make as an F&B director. That's the call that the chef needs to make is, you know, we want to support where we can and we want to get ingredients that are excellent locally. But if it's not as good as... If you can't match, you can't match. You can't match, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So there there must be other adjustments and considerations you you make. A good example of that is actually the burrata. You know, the burrata that you do buy here in UAE is just as good as the important one, I believe. Mm-hmm. At least this is what I believe. So, you know, something, uh, something like this kind of product, you will, you will source it locally. I've had amazing burrata from Ras Al Khaima. Exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who knew? Um, so in terms of that Italian cuisine, what do you feel like are some of the big misconceptions, some of the, the falsehoods that people have about Italian food? And how are you addressing that with the menu? I think uh, I think uh, you know the, the the one of the stigmas that we haven't managed to to break yet is uh, you know that Italy is all about pizza and pasta, but it's not. There is a lot to it, you know. If uh, and and I think uh, what we do on the menu is actually showing the 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 various dishes from various region and you know and all the ingredients that comes from these particular regions. Yeah, as the, well. the, the geographical differences. Correct. Okay, so where are you from, Luigi? I'm from Napoli. Ah, so can we talk from about the coast. pizza? <laughs> from we talk about pizza, exactly. <laughs> do you make pizza at home? Uh, uh, sometimes I do. I bought my I husband do. an uni. A, a few. It's on my it's on my birthday list. Uh, They're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you're only as good as the dough. 
And I, what I would say he gets a bit stressed out about it. I, 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 I'll, I'll meet to Nick sometime. Okay, I'll thank give you. him the recipe. If you could give him some coaching. <laughs> and he gets a bit competitive because we've got, we've got an Italian friend and a South African friend who both have the same oven. And it is like the nerdiest chat. <laughs> they're talking about the semolina they're to- and they're talking about, you know, how long it fires up before. I'm like, guys, I just want to enjoy a pizza. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you work out the, the back end this, stuff. You know, the, the pizza oven at home, it has become almost like a braai. You know, totally. How, when do you turn it on? What wood do you use? Or what charcoal wood do you use? And you know, it's, it's and you've got uh, people with this big green egg at absolutely. home. Absolutely, it's well. an element of discussion. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about the other restaurants and outlets that are under under your umbrella. So um, just above, uh, you know, we discussed about uh, Artisan, we discussed about West Lodge, but just above West Lodge in JW Marquis, we go a very cool. Uh, South American concept, which is called Hotel Cartagena. It spreads over two floors. Uh, and, you know, it's, uh, it's the place is very party vibe, you know, it's very, uh, very uh, enjoyable, lovely music, you know, great tunes, you know. Um, we have a bit of a show going on as well. Mm-hmm. So we have entertainment uh, uh, as a part of the experience. Um, and I'm not going to tell you about the food because it's part of my perfect menu later okay. on. <laughs> but we make some great tacos. <laughs> okay, good to know. What about helping Dubai keep its edge? It's been a really interesting couple of years on the Dubai food scene and you've seen a, a lot of this both in the kitchen and, and, and now half in the kitchen and half behind an Excel spreadsheet, which is part mm. of it. So what, what do you think Dubai is standing at? What, what are you excited about in the Dubai dining scene right now? Well, um, obviously, uh, finally, it's been it's been good to welcome uh, uh, you know awards such as uh, Michelin and the Fifty Best to this region. Uh, it was a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should have stayed in the kitchen, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, are you hankering? <laughs> Some time uh, <laughs> between us. Don't tell anyone. No, no, though, it's eh? just national radio, Luigi. Um, don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, but um, you know, I, this has definitely elevated uh, the. the the overall uh, industry, you know, the, and, and, and how people, the perception of the FMB. And you can see from, you know, the, the various restaurants that are opening around uh, the region mm-hmm. and obviously in the UAE in particular. What about starting new concepts, new brands? Are you working on anything at Gargash Group? Are you cooking anything behind the scenes that we could look forward to in the next year or so? Um, well, cooking is in my heart, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm always uh, thinking of what's, uh, what's next for lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's... Uh, Look, Agargash Group, we are very keen and constantly studying the market. So uh, wherever the opportunity arises, you know, we're certainly looking at it and uh, we're there to grab it. Now, time to make everybody hungry. Luigi Vespero, the award-winning chef, the F&B director of Gargash Group. You have, as you said, eight outlets under your watchful eye. Um, I, so this is your chance. Put together your dream menu, and let's just let's just pretend that geography makes no difference. We can travel between those outlets at the click of a finger for right. starter, main, dessert, maybe even some nibbles before. We could do some pitiful. We can maybe have a few drinks as well. What are we eating? Um, I will definitely start from uh, a beautiful sourdough dipped with uh, olive oil and balsamic from uh, Artisan. Um, I will then have a couple of uh, tacos and uh, empanadas from uh, Hotel Cartagena. Um, definitely, you know, I wouldn't go away without uh, the steak tartare from uh, West Lodge. Uh, I will then, one of the brands that we have is Farsi, which is, uh, you know, a modern Indian bistro. Really and it's fun. The, the food is 
delicious. It's to die for. And it's really whimsical as well in terms of the serving style. Correct. It's very playful, you know. And uh, I will definitely, uh, you know, have a couple of grills, uh, both seafood and uh, and uh, and meat. And you know, I will throw a couple of vegetarians in there as well. Getting full, Luigi. What about dessert? I would go back to artisan. Finish it off as artisan. We have uh, this dish uh, made uh, at the table, basically cannoncini, which uh, you know is, is, is pastry filled uh, with uh, with the three flavors of uh, of a cream, either chocolate, pistachio, vanilla. And it's delightful. Oh, my goodness. And a good espresso, of course, being Italian. Job done. Luigi, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thank Absolutely. you so much for coming in and having a chat. I especially value everyone who works in F&B's time on a Friday because I know it's a very, very busy day. But wishing you and the team there, Gargash, all the very best for the weekend ahead. And we'll catch up soon. I'll report back on my... Uh, on my olive oil and balsamic. It's, will... a, it's a marriage made in heaven. Okay. You heard it <laughs> ciao, here. Ellen. Ciao, ciao. Take care. Bye-bye. Luigi Vespera speaking to us from Gargash Group. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. He's an award-winning chef and the, uh, I tell you what, such a young talent joining us on the line now. Thomas Gormley, the co-owner, joint chef director of Michelin-starred restaurant Heron in Edinburgh, Scotland. And has been announced as the next chef to take over QWERTY in our very own Dubai. That's going to be happening on June 21st and 22nd. He's joining us live now. How are you, chef? Uh, I'm good, thanks. Fantastic. Next week. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit worried about your fair Scottish skin in this <laughs> blistering sunshine. Have you been to Dubai before? Um, yeah, I've been a couple of times. My fiance's family is based out there. So Fantastic. Um, I want to hear a little bit about you before we start talking about the collaboration. What got you into food? I mean, you're in your 20s now. Where and when did it begin for you? Um, so after university, I just kind of found myself looking for... Um, a job like pretty fast um, and needed some some work quick and um, so I got a, a job in a, a friend's cafe and just found that I really enjoyed the process of cooking um, and yeah just kind of took it from there started working in better restaurants each time and and before you know it, you've got your own. and <laughs> You make it sound very simple. You make it sound very straightforward. But there's been an awful lot of hard work that's gone on with you and your co-founder, Sam, there. Tell us a little bit about Heron and what your, I don't know, what your mission was with it, I guess. What were you looking to communicate with diners and, you know, really get across about your own foodie philosophy? Um, I guess, like, for us, just cooking with the best produce that we can get. And, and kind of showcasing that produce with, you know, the, the care and respect that it deserves. And um, we're really lucky in Scotland. We've mm-hmm. got such natural larder, like our, our shellfish and our seafood and um, our meat and everything is just, you can get some really top quality, well-produced stuff here. Um, and to have that, like, just on your doorstep um, as the standard um, makes the whole thing a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell us about that star. How how did you find out and what was the reaction of you guys? Um, well, we got an invite down to the award ceremony about two weeks before. Um, and I mean, it was a pretty strong indication, but we hadn't actually, we hadn't heard anything else other than that. So we didn't find out until we were there on the night. Um, and, you know, we'd, we'd had like invites to watch all of the ones that they did on COVID. Uh, like they were all um, on Zoom and stuff. So, like we've been invited before and nothing had happened so we weren't like we weren't certain that it was going to be what it was going to be but um 
yeah, obviously, uh, I'm pretty, pretty delighted with the result. I bet. Now, Michelin's only recently come to Dubai. We've only just had our second round of announcements. And I'm curious now that you've got this star, what impact did you see in terms of the press, in terms of bookings? Have you been able to, you know, tie some of those, you know, actual tangible results to, to that award? Or do you feel like you, that natural progression, you know, kind of trajectory would have just continued? Um, no, there is a definite um, spike in everything. Uh, you know, bookings are up. Um, the amount of people that were going for tasting menus increased massively. And I also feel like the the clientele changes. People are coming specifically for food as not that they weren't before, but like people are coming to it as like a, a foodie destination now. Um, which Leith, the part of Edinburgh that we're in, already has like a really strong history of. Then there's a couple of other Michelin style restaurants in within like a hundred meters of wow. where we are. Um, so yeah, we we've just kind of added to that that pool for Leith, I guess. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8 with Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Joining us live from Scotland, Thomas Gormley. He is the co-owner, joint chef director of Michelin starred restaurant Heron. Um, and he's coming to Dubai. He's going to be taking over QWERTY June 21st and 22nd. Thomas, I've just been stalking your Instagram then. And we were both in Lisbon last summer. How did you find it? I love Lisbon. Um, it's such a beautiful, beautiful city and beautiful people, uh, beautiful food. Amazing food. Amazing. Oh my goodness. Could have done some serious damage and stayed a lot longer. Talk to us about <laughs> Dubai. How did this collaboration come about with you coming over to QWERTY? What's it all about? Um, so QWERTY are running a Best of British programme this summer um, and they got in touch with me a couple of months ago um, asking if I'd be up for coming out and doing a couple of days with them in their kitchen. And I was more than delighted to um, to come out and join them. Uh, I think Dubai is a great city. Um, I've been here several times and, you know, it's always been for, for pleasure, I guess. And I think uh, coming out to do a bit of cooking um, is something that I was really, really into. Tell us what's on the menu. This is your chance. I had a really, really average lunch. So this is where you get to make me hungry, if you wouldn't mind, Chef. What's going to be on the menu? Um, so on the Wednesday, um, it's a, a ladies' night deal uh, where I'm creating a selection of canapes um, as well as a couple of main course dishes. Um, so canapes I'll be doing, uh, using an Isle of Mull cheddar. Isle of Mull's uh, island off the west coast of Ireland. Uh, I'll be making a gougere with some black truffle. Um, another one will be Isle of White tomatoes, uh, one of my favourite ingredients in the whole world. Um, they're currently banging season just now, and so they'll just be peeled, uh, dressed with a bit of whipped crowdy, which is another Scottish cheese, and some pickled red onions. Oh, yum. <laughs> so, canapes for the ladies. And then are you doing any mains as well? Yeah, so I'll be doing um, beef wellington. Um, British classic um, and so that'll be with a mushroom duck sale, chicken mousse uh, fiery English mustard wrapped in uh, pot pastry with you know some fresh uh, summer vegetables, we've got peas uh, gerols, broad beans uh, port of Madeira jus um, yeah that's going to be that's going to be pretty special that one That sounds amazing, can I ask you when you're cooking in someone else's kitchen and you you know what do you bring with you? Do you bring your knives? How do you feel about working in someone else's space? Um, well, I'm, so 
I've not done it uh, as far away as Dubai before. Um, usually I'm doing pop-ups in other parts of the country, so I can bring um, quite a lot of stuff on the train or in the car or whatever. Um, so there's been a lot of like um, back and forth between mm-hmm. me and their um, fantastic head chef, Anna, um, coordinating the, the kitchen equipment. Um, but I'll pretty much just be bringing my knives and my chef jacket. Oh, good man. And so what in terms of other things on the menu, anything we should be looking forward to? Now, this is going to book up pretty quickly. So this is people's <laughs> chance to hear. So what what else are you bringing, whether it's from Heron or just from your own cookery books? That beef wellington sounds amazing. Canapes. Anything else, chef? Um, I'll be doing a halibut dish um, with a kind of oyster and creme fraiche sauce. Uh, split with the dill oil. That's something that we've had on at Heron um, a couple of times, and it's a uh, it's a real classic there. Um, I'll also be for the vegetarians. I'll be doing uh, dill brined hispy cabbage um, with a watercress velouti, uh, lots of just kind of fresh summer baby vegetables, carrots, turnips, that sort of thing. Um, just really highlighting what sort of things are really good back in the UK just now mm-hmm. and stuff. I like. Yeah, it's, it's it's a challenging one in Dubai sometimes because we've got access to amazing ingredients, but ha- we haven't got the same sense of seasonality that you obviously grew up with and are working with in Scotland. So it's really nice that you've been able to bring that kind of sense of flavour and season and summer um, when we're hiding in the AC. It's going to be it's going to be a lovely. It sounds like a big burst of fresh flavour. Um, so this yeah. is just two days next week, Chef. Uh, is going to be any chance of trying it after you've left? Is it going to be maybe a bit of menu incorporation? She said, hopefully, if anyone can't come along on Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, so um, the Wellington's uh, going to stay on for the summer. Um, so I've been working with them on the recipe, and we're gonna we're gonna keep that on at Quarry for for the whole season, really. Brilliant. And what about your own plans for summer? Are you he- heading off anywhere? Are you someone that books holidays based on the restaurants you want to eat at? What What's the plan? Yeah, I mean, I do base my holidays on where I want to eat, um, for sure. Uh, summer is going to be pretty busy for us um, at our two restaurants. We've got one, uh, we've got Heron, obviously, and then we've got um, another one called Skua in Stock- the Stockbridge ed- uh, area of Edinburgh. Um, so summer for me will be busy work-wise. I'll, I'll try and get myself a break maybe in October. Go somewhere nice. <laughs> Maybe in October. <laughs> to my um, my brother-in-law is a chef. He worked. He was in central London for a long time. He was at St John, and then he was at Rochelle Canteen, and now he's out in Kent at the Sportsman. And uh, don't take this the wrong way. I can see you on Teams. You've got the look of the chef that Ewan had when he came to visit us in Dubai, where he looked like uh-huh. he hadn't seen daylight in about in months. And I know you're going to be working hard here, but I hope you can get a bit like an hour by the pool, even just to just to relax uh-huh. a bit, chef. Please. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so I'm here for a week, and um, so there's the two days working at Quarry, and then I'm very much planning on um, enjoying what Dubai has to offer. Good man. Uh, All right. Stuff. You're a star. Thank you, Thomas, for your time. Really appreciate it. Sounds like the menu's going to be absolutely stellar. It's there at Quarty. You're going to be in the kitchen 21st, 22nd, and as you said, that'd be Wellington staying all the way through. Have a wonderful, wonderful time. Great to have you in the city and uh, looking forward to trying. I mean, God, it sounds absolutely gorgeous. Hoping to pop over. So if you want details of that, you can just send me the word Scotland. I'll send you the link. Chef, an absolute pleasure. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We are offering up some ideas and inspiration of where to go. In fact, this place is so hot, it hasn't even opened yet. Celebrated chef Adrian Vildier is with us today for the Rickass Group. They are the team behind Tegamego, Mima Kakushi, uh, Twiggy, La Cantine de Faubourg, and now Shea Wham, opening 
soon, chef? How soon? Hi, Ellen. How are you? I'm well, thank you. When are you opening? <laughs> That's the question everyone has been <laughs> asking me for like almost a year. So <laughs> I still don't have any answer, answer, uh, proper answer, but very, very soon. Very, very soon. Now, yeah. you have had such a fantastic career internationally and here in Dubai. I feel like this is like... I don't know how to put this, like the breakout role. Does that make sense? This feels like it's you. You are chef and co-owner of Shaywam. What? Let's start with the name. What does Shaywam mean? And am I even saying it right? Yeah, good. Okay. Your, your French is getting better and better. Thank you. Um, Shaywam means at my place, basically. It's a slang a slang French word saying that uh, you're welcome at my place. So it's, it's kind of like everyone's place at the same time. Uh, and it's a little play on word. So, yeah. I mean, I haven't said that your French is pretty, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Is it going to be a French restaurant? Tell us about it because it's been a year in the making now. You are, I guess, starting with the food as a, as a chef. Talk, talk us through the cuisine, the philosophy. Look, it's a, it's a really complicated to, to, to explain because, you know, you have so many like things and influences coming here and there. But uh, to make it short and sweet, it's a French modern uh, cuisine, which is like French techniques and modern flavors. Okay. Now, French techniques, with, I mean, you've been work in the work with Joël Rubichon, you've worked with Alain Passade. You are so, so well trained in terms of that elegant fine dining French. Is it fine dining? No, it's not fine dining. I think fine dining is not the right word to use, especially for Dubai nowadays. I think we need some people and concepts that are more like casual. Mm -hmm. So the restaurants are like diverse uh, ambience to offer, I will say. There is like the casual part of the restaurant with the a la carte, which will be more like, uh, yeah, French, French, but like with, with a little bit of uh, fun and experience and the chef's table, which will be way more experiential. We can talk about the food a little bit more in a minute, but I want to know about creating a concept because you're working with Rick Ass Group who have got some incredible names under their belt and they build concepts from scratch, which is what you've been doing for the last year. Where do you even start? You start to have all these ideas. Where do you start putting things on a notice board? Is it like throw everything at the wall? Talk us through it. Um, it's, it's, it's a very difficult and, and, and long process, but you, you have to go through like step by step, you know, the decor, the design, the ambience, what type of food, which type of clients you want. It's uh, something that has been very new for me. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you put something on paper, but then it has to like, like showcase the reality of it. And it, it, it's coming alive more and more. So it, it's, I would say like you, you take it step by step, you know, and, and, and you, you take a look back at it and check that everything is, going the way you wanted it, mm -hmm. but you also have to adapt to the place, to the location, uh, I don't know, you know, to the ambience that is going on, the plating, everything. So tell it's us, moving. Tell us about the location. Where have you chosen? Where are you going to be opening in? I mean, I'm going to make you say it on the radio, less than two weeks, hopefully, maybe two weeks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's happening. Two weeks. Okay. Let's, let's say before the end of July. Oh, yeah, definitely. 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 Okay. Definitely. Where, where are you going to be opening your doors for Shewam? So it's on the rooftop of Nakil Mall, which will be basically St. Regis Garden. Lovely. Uh, yes, yeah, beautiful place. I'm uh, actually the neighbor of Tracy Studio, uh, Chef Imanju, so I'm very happy to have him as, good a, company. as a neighbor. A <laughs> lot of pressure, but that's great. We can, <laughs> we can take it. And a lot of different uh, beautiful concepts that will open also very soon from September or October there. So I think it's, it's a good platform now. You know, they're going to push a bit uh, more on the FNB side. So like an indoor-outdoor feel if you've got the space? Yeah, exactly. So we have an indoor space and yeah, there is also like a terrace and there is like six FNB outlets there that have been already like given to good and big names. So mm, yeah. Watch this space. Yeah. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. 
Chef Hadrian Vildeur is with us today. He is the chef and co-owner of the soon-to-open Shewam. It is adding to the Rekas Group's incredible portfolio. They have got the lights of Mimi Kakushi, Twiggy, La Cantine de Faubourg. Um, I have to say, Tega Mego, awesome beach club. So you've, you're in some good company there. So it is opening very soon. Let's talk food. You said there, you know, French, but casual give us a flavor make us hungry what are you working on behind the scenes right now look it's it's always very difficult to try to 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 make sure that what you you want to vehicle and to put it on the plate and make sure that it's going to be like successful you know you have to read your audience and and mm-hmm. things so uh there's few dishes like we're working on like fried camembert with black garlic we're working Ooh. on like some roasted scallops with like pickle juice uh um, some desserts which are like with like chocolate brownie and like toasted uh, toasted bread ice cream. So always trying to do some some things that are a bit more creative, uh, fun, but mm. you know not too much over the top or so because we want this to be super accessible. Now we don't just go out for food. I go out to listen to what people at the next table are saying. <laughs> we go out to feel like we're in a different space. Sometimes even feel like we're in a different city. Yeah. So talk to us about the space. You're going to be there at the rooftop at the St. Regis at Nikhil Mall. Um, what's the aesthetic like? How do you describe it when you walk through the door? I know it might be a little bit of a building site for the next few weeks, but when it's finished, what's the look? It's it's actually very cozy, actually very cozy, uh, chic, elevated. Um, leather, wood. Uh, so it's it's a place that you feel comfortable. You feel like it's it can be your your living room. You know, it's a, it's a nice and cozy environment mm-hmm. uh, with some fun element and fun touch that are coming to bring a bit more of, of uh, extra life and extra spice. You love your music. Yes. How how big a consideration is that when you're building a concept? To to me, it's fifty percent. So it's as big and. Uh, the musical, uh, the musical playlist and, and the musical journey there is super important to me. It's going to be like from 60s to 90s. Um, you know, a lot of, lot of different varieties, funk, soul, uh, disco, French and non-French. Sing along, you know. Sing along, <laughs> sing along, sing along. Tell us about the chef's table, because as you said, you're going to have this a la carte, but the chef's table is going to be, what, a bar? Is it a private dining space? What have you got? So chef table, I think it's a, it's my baby inside another baby. <laughs> you know, it's like it's something that is like extremely precious uh, to me, and uh, it's close to my heart. It's it's in the middle almost of like of the kitchen. You know, it's it's an extension of the past. So basically, where the chefs are plating and everything, you will have a six seater where people can come, book in advance twenty four hours, and it's a set menu, seven or nine course. We're still deciding on what we're gonna do, and it's basically like an experience with the chefs with S. You know, it's not only meat. I want the kitchen, the full kitchen to be there and to be able to interact. I call it fun dining and not fine dining. <laughs> I want I want something more cool and more, bo- more, more. how can I say, more more fun experiential, uh, you know, than a, a normal uh, dinner when you listen to the chef. Yeah, you know? it's true because it's nice to have that sense of connection and celebration and community and you've never been afraid of an open kitchen. So is that mm. going to be the case there as well? Fully open. Fully, <laughs> open no, space. Nowhere to yeah, yeah, yeah. hide. No. Um, now, I know you've got a million dishes buzzing around your head, Chef Adrian, but I, I wanted to ask you, is there one dish that you're particularly excited about? One that you feel like is maybe you on a plate and after you've worked with different concepts, this is truly your own now. Is there something you think, oh my goodness, I can't wait to get people's reaction on this? Wow, I was not prepared for this oh, no. question. <laughs> 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 horrible. <laughs> you say horrible. 
no, not really. Not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. There's so many. There's really so many that no. I want people to to feel like this is the dish that they would like from me, and not me telling that this is the dish that I like. That's for them. interesting. Now, yeah. as I said, you have worked with Joao Rubichon. You've worked with Lampasad. You're incredibly accomplished, and now you're the mentor for your team. What are you looking for in young talent, and what's that recruitment process been like? Recruitment has been challenging, <laughs> I would say, especially when you open your own uh, concept. Um, big help from Rika's group, also obviously on, on on every point. So it's it's amazing, you know, to be to be part of this. And when you when you when you shout that name, people come and run to you. So it's, it's amazing. Like we, we got a lot of people. We're looking to personality, like more or less, like more than less. Let's say it's an open kitchen, it's an open bar, it's an open space. So we need people that have. This feeling, you know, the technicity can be learned but and teach, but this is something that you cannot. The attitude. Yeah. Shewam, W-A-M. I had a look on the Instagram. You are teasing us with just three posts, but we, we are hoping <laughs> within the next few weeks we're going to be seeing more and more. Chef Adyan, I'm so thrilled for you. Thank this you. is your third baby and then maybe your fourth with the chef's table. Thank you so much. Um, and I think it's going to be fantastic. Please come back when, if you get the chance, um, when things are fully open, we can talk about the restaurant more. But in the meantime, it's one to watch for sure. Thank you so, so much. You're going back to the palm now? Of course. Of course. <laughs> if you want details, you can just send me the word palm there you go um and i will hook you up um you can keep it give them a follow find out more when it's opening shaywam going to be there on the palm hopefully very soon indeed you're listening to farmer's kitchen on dubai i 103.8 with spinnies eat well live well joining us live in the studio courtney brand author food writer industry insider we're talking about where to go, the latest food news. And Courtney, you are a friend of the show, so you can't win this competition, I am afraid. But I'm curious, the Brandt, the Rant, right Brandt household, any foodie traditions? We've got two. Um, when it's cool enough and we're hiking and we're coming back with um, our poppy from hiking, when we hit a certain point on um, MBZ, we order Zatar Vizite. <laughs> it's already in there. It's locked and loaded. Like we have it right, like it's timed out perfectly. <laughs> and then recently we've been doing um, a carna store Saturday night. Oh, so I like that. yeah, just really easy. What do you order? Um, oh, it's, it's up to, to Mr. Wright. He just, I, I come home and the freezer is full of steak. So we, you can't go wrong though, can you? It's gorgeous it stuff. It is. All right. What about you? Let me know on 4001. So. You're here, you're there, you're everywhere. Where have you been recently that's worthy of our attentions and our hard-earned dirhams? A very good question. I'm going, I'm usually in the fine dining space, but I'm going to shout some more locally developed driven projects. Come on. Emmy Squared Pizza. (gasps) Right? I'm so glad you mentioned Emmy Squared. Now, because it's literally down the road from where I live. Yes. So I saw some things happening in that Beach Walk Hotel and I was like, something's coming, what could it be? And then spoke to our good friend Summer, who's the man behind Akiba Dori, and he's like, Helen, I'm doing another pizza gig. And I was like, tell me more. So let's talk about the difference between... Uh, Akiba, I, yes, yeah, well, yes. not necessarily even Akiba Dori, but pizzas and Emmy Squared, because it's literally a completely different shape. It is. So we're thinking Detroit deep dish pizza. We are thinking really kind of every flavor. They've got vegan. They've got all these. I went traditional, bit of a basic, but basic done very well. A pepperoni and a burrata, Ooh. separate pizzas. I was like six, six pieces, deep dish. Oh, you know, I'll be able to 
you know, finish most of this. No way. Like, they are so filling. I know. It was my lunch the next day and, yes. and the kids' snack as well. It is deep dish. The flavours were insane. We had one, I want to say it was called the Colonial, maybe, but it had... The Colony, yes. The Summer colony. was like, why didn't you order this? Yeah. With, um, like, jalapenos, you know, chilli oil. It was amazing. And this sounds really random. A really good Brussels sprout salad. I had the same. Did and you? I, <laughs> I'm going to make a shout for my American um, audience out there. The real banana pudding and chocolate pudding not your pudding like at the end of a meal dessert like actual banana pudding i inhaled it yesterday okay so this is emmy squared it is brand new to dubai Uh, it's a really cool spot really nice artworks around i really the kids were super into it i thought really good value as well jumeirah three Super close to Dubai Offshore Sailing Club, right off Beach Road. In the parking. Beach. We've got parking. Which There's is, parking. Yes. Does that sell it? It does matter. It is on delivery. It's on multiple platforms if you're in your area. It's a bit far from my springs. Um, just up the street on El Wazel, Lila Takiera. I made my first visit. Oh, yes. my goodness. I've been three times now. Chef Shah, she knows what she's, she's doing. She's amazing. Yes. Um, it is elevated Mexican cuisine. They're making all their own everything. Everything. Yes. What did you eat? I had oh, had a really difficult time uh, deciding. So formerly from Los Angeles, I love a fish taco. Was not let down. Equally, I would I would shout, there's a prawn taco that's like chipotle and honey mm. and gorgeous. Gotta save room for the churros. I'm on a dessert kick these you are, days. Clearly. Did yeah. you have that lovely pot of melted cheese with mushrooms? Of course. Of course. Okay. Queso fundito. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Tammy's rumbling across <laughs> Dubai. There's a two big shout outs, Emmy Squared and Lila Takaria. If you want more details, send me the word food and I'll send you links for both of those. Courtney Brandt is in the studio. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinnies. Eat well, live well. Food industry insider Courtney Brandt is with us to talk about where to go and the latest food news too. Follow Friday. I like a little Follow Friday. You flagged a Twitter account. Tell us about that, Courtney. So I love it. I'm obsessed with him. He's also on Instagram and TikTok. You know, it's just at Chef Reactions, spelled how you would think it is. Think of every terrible trend, you know, home cook. There are good ones out there, but these are the worst. And here's this just monotone gentleman just... (laughs) Tearing them apart. And it's snarky and it's sarcastic. And I I'm just like, I can't look away. Like, I'm a, I am need to see him, his take on everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chef reactions. Yeah. Um, Courtney, mm-hmm. why are Italians boycotting pasta? So, <laughs> I spoke to Chef Luigi when he was leaving the studio. It's a real thing. A real Italian has told me this. But there's uh, there's been some research recently that, so we know inflation is happening around the world. In Italy, apparently the inflation on pasta is double what the regular inflation is. So the cost of pasta is just really up there. And while maybe other places in Europe are kind of putting a cap on certain you know, items and products and food products, the Italian government has not stepped in. So it's not a boycott in terms of we don't like pasta anymore. It's a protest. It's like if we if we stop buying it, then hopefully they'll make some adjustments. Yes, and wow. um, this happened. This did happen in two thousand seven. It's a if you think about it, it's more symbolic because we think of Italy, and of course we think of pasta. Um, it's also as Chef uh, Luigi had pointed out. Pasta is the is the every person food. You know, this is something that everyone can eat. And when when that food cost rises so much, you know what what can the regular person do? Mm. So, let's see. We'll stay tuned. 
Watch this space. Um, you sent me a beautifully written article about mm-hmm. nostalgic restaurants. Yes. An, an essay, if you will, that I really, really enjoyed. And I have to say, shout out to your Substack for if you are looking to get some get some good food content recommendations, you can sign up for Courtney's. It comes out every weekend and it's something I genuinely really look forward to. This was such a good example. It was talking about nostalgic restaurants. Tell us a little bit more. It was beautifully written. I believe this is on Eater. It will be in the newsletter tomorrow. But it's essentially, you know, this, this connection almost to the past that we are going to a place where people have been dining for decades or maybe even, you know, if you're in Europe, even longer. Haven't changed a bit. Correct. For better or worse, you know, is does it make it better because it's older? Not necessarily. Um, but why do we seek these places out? And I'm sure that when you go home, you mm-hmm. take the girls to maybe places that you ate when you were younger. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple. There was yes. one called Mrs. Miggins Coffee Shop where they do fruit scones the size of your head. Although I, I am bigger now, so maybe they're not as big. It was might have just been a perspective thing. And any Brits out there will remember a restaurant, it sounds quite lofty, <laughs> Little Chef, a roadside restaurant. And they used to do this kind of Olympian breakfast. And then if you were good, I mean, I'm sure they gave it to every child, but in our family, if you were good, you got a very weird flavoured lollipop. It was like orange, but also mint. And it tastes like road trips to me. What is it for you growing up? Oh, we It was a big treat in my house to get McDonald's. Like, absolutely, this was the highlight of the trip and we would plan and like, what are we going to get and all that. And I know that that's nostalgic in a different way. But just this idea of like maybe driving a little bit further to, to find and to seek out that kind of local place that you might not mm-hmm. has been around forever. But why has it been around forever? Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I'd love to hear from you guys, especially if you've been in the UAE for a long time, some of the nostalgic restaurants from around the UAE. A little Ravi's probably. Yeah, a great kebab restaurant. I can't remember the name of I'm going to have to Google it in Dubai that I did some filming at a while ago. And it was one of those places where the wall is just plastered with photos of big celebrities with the family. Just just incredible. Yes. Um, I want to talk about Netflix because I started watching Black Mirror last night and it made me fall in love with Netflix all over again. They're planning a pop-up? What? If you were lucky enough or were traveling to Los Angeles this summer, you have the chance to go and eat at a Netflix cafe. Um, it is featuring a number of the chefs that are on the platform. So there's a ton of chef shows. I watch a lot of them. Iron Chef. Yes. Uh, uh, Nadia. Chef's Table. Yeah. So they're, they've they've kind of got, it's called Netflix, Netflix Bites. If you look on social media, there's a lot of, controversy because of the recent um, you know one password one password one household so mm-hmm. can I only order this does the rest of my table get it are, are they trying to win back some fans <laughs> I don't know but I would go see Mr. Curtis Stone Chef Curtis Stone I would love to see him in, in any capacity now, yes <laughs> Chef Adrian who's joining us after four o'clock in a previous life mm-hmm. he was at Inked in uh, yes. Alsacal and I went which is basically for anyone that had, hadn't been was a kind of a warehouse, a grey square, blank space. And when Netflix came to the region, there was much excitement. And as part of Netflix's launch, they took over Inked. Okay. Mm-hmm. So imagine turning a warehouse into a celebration of Netflix shows and also food. So you went in and you were in Stranger Things. You were on the sofa with, the, you know, the, the fairy-like backdrop. Yes. And, ah, oh, sorry, message here saying, Ustad special barbecue in Birdubai. Thank you, that was going to keep me up tonight. Ustad, you're absolutely right. Um, 
so you were in Stranger Things, then you went through this cupboard mm-hmm. and the, the, with a false back, and that took you into the crown, and there was the throne, and then they had glow, and they they had about five or six, and then Adrienne was in charge of turning these shows into kind of culinary representations of them, and it was so cool and so creative. Do you know who's doing something similar to Who? this? Arts Club. I heard, um, I'm not a member, but members were treated to a, you know, the movie Chef. We love yes. John Favreau. love John Favreau. They paired the movie with the dishes. So you would get a Cubano and you would get a this. And they also recently did it with Julia and Julia. Oh. So like you would get the Cocovan and you would get these things that would come out. Like, like I love the creativity, but Hadrian especially, he could do a different menu almost and, and had done, you know, 350 nights a year. I, I've been fortunate enough to have his food on a number of occasions. I'm super excited for Shaywam. Me too. And so and I will be exactly listening in. Yes. So where are you going this weekend, Courtney Bryant? What's the plan? I am uh, prepping. I'll be doing a bit of work with Unilever um, at, on Monday. And then uh, I will be joining uh, the tasting class for some... Some tasting. Time. Some tasting. There you go. For anyone that does want to sign up to your mail out, find out more about what you're up to in terms of local travel, local food, but also international stuff as well, what's the best way of getting in touch? You can always find me on Instagram, underscore Courtney Brand, underscore. Just look in those links. There you go. If you want that, just send me the word food. I'll happily hook you up. Thanks for being with us on this episode of Farmer's Kitchen. You can tune in live every single Friday afternoon between 2 and 5 on Dubai Eye 103.8.